0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the football podcast, the aptly named football podcast. Everybody's here this week, so we've got a lot of games to get through, we've got a lot of predictions to talk about. Whether it's last week's predictions, or it's this coming week's predictions, there's a lot to talk about predictions-wise. Not only that, there's a lot to talk about news-wise, so we should probably get cracking. Before we do, just a reminder, if you're checking us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, a little click of the subscribe button means a lot to us and uh, we'll send you a virtual hug. Anyway, let's get cracking. So here we go. This is CookieCast, the football podcast. Recording in progress. She's not wrong. At least I think she isn't. Anyway. A few lovely... I don't don't want to call you my favourites, but you know. uh, A few YouTube watchers, you can see four, three lovely faces here right now. Uh, But for you audio listeners, all you can hear is my terrible voice. So, obviously it's the football podcast. Because, you know, that bit's in the title. Uh, But other than that, who could be here? Is Matt here this week and will he give us a prediction? Let's find out. Matthew, are you here? I am here. There he is. So uh, what could be better than the host of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast being here? Could it be the host of the Getting Over podcast? Stuart Woodmancy, are you here, Sir? Um, I am
1: both in mind, body and potentially spirit, however I don't think it's late enough for spirits just yet.
0: Don't worry, we'll take care of that. And, I mean at this point in time, he's he's aiming to break the world record for number of podcasts he actually hosts. The host of the football podcast, Paul Williams are you here?
2: Unlike Stu I'm only here in body, neither mind nor spirit, but we'll get to that later on in the This Week in Football.
0: It's been teased, ladies and gentlemen, it's been teased, that something's afoot, and let's face it, if if there's one man that doesn't know what that might be, it's me. So it's going to be a surprise to me, if not to you. Stay tuned for that. So... Let's get started then. Let's get cracking. Let's talk football. Uh, international break. How was that for everyone? Shit.
2: Yeah. Never enjoyed the international break. Obviously, it's slightly different for me as I do technically have a team I can follow in the international break because they normally don't play. So I just look for the pool's results instead. They did get a win. Lovely stuff. But we didn't predict that, did we? So, let's not dwell on the Pools games. Let's just jump straight into the England game from last Saturday. Andorra, Andorra,
0: Andorra versus England? Win.
2: Andorra versus England. It was at the National Stadium of Andorra, which probably holds about 85,000 people, yeah? I
0: mean, 85 people, I think it is.
2: Eight, yeah, eight five was five firefighters. Yeah, well, I was going to say there was uh, there was an interesting <laughs> uh, interesting happening before the game where uh, there were Sky Sports were doing a little bit of coverage from inside the stadium, which looked lovely and neat, I suppose is the uh, <laughs> is the thing. And the camera just pans to the left to see where the where the uh, where the gantry is huge fire. Just uh, part of the stadium, just on fire. Apparently they even said, oh, if you look up to the top right-hand corner of that picture, uh, a woman's just come out to take her washing in from the uh, block of flats connected to the stadium. (laughs) Should have let it out, they would have dried quicker. Yeah, yeah, but they just smelled of bonfire. What's what's the good to put them straight back in the wash. Uh, So, yeah. Obviously, they, they managed to get it under uh, under control pretty quickly as the game went ahead as schedule. Um, I believe it ended Andorra 0. Hmm, shock. Uh, England 5.
0: So, I spoke about this earlier this evening where I said I feel like we needed Matt's prediction because of, of the three of us who predicted, I think conservatively we could say heavily in England's favour, Nobody predicted a five nil or a nil five. Uh, <coughs> um, just just as a
3: kind of like thingy I would I would have gone six that was what my prediction would have been six. six
0: we, were, we were already covered there, weren't we Paul? Ah
3: uh, yes sir.
0: Um Paul Yes Andrew offhand can you name the five England goal scorers? So, off the top of my head, I believe
2: I know Ben Chilwell got the last one. Correct. The one. Oh, I thought he got the, did you not get the last. Was he the yeah, first? First. First, the first one. Ben Chilwell got the first. I know Jack Grealish got one.
0: The last. The last.
2: I know that Tammy Abraham got one. I know that James Ward-Prowse got one. And I believe that Bukayo Saka...
0: Saka Souffle Abraham. did also... Or oh, oh, not the fifth, but one of the five. Did also get one. Now, at this point in time, I can reveal uh, Paul Nil 6 Stu Nil 4 And even this guy was like, eh, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. A Nil 2 Points on the board. Nobody gets the full points, but everybody does get a point. Now, Paul, I'm going to come back to you for a reason here. You correctly named all of the five goal scorers. Can you name, of the six goal scorers you predicted, which of those match-up? So, Chilwell, Saka, Abraham, Ward, Prowse, oh, Prowse... And Grealish. Yeah. So, which of those did you predict of your six goal scorers? Abraham. Incorrect.
2: I did not put him down in that.
0: Incorrect.
2: Oh, this is bad. Uh, Ward Prowse.
0: Incorrect.
2: I think I see where this is going.
0: Do you? <laughs> you do. Grealish. <laughs> Grealish. Incorrect. <laughs> uh, Paul Williams. Who,
2: who did that So who did I pick?
0: Paul Williams managed to negotiate his way through all of the players on the England oh, team. Fuck's
2: I picked Lingard, didn't I?
0: And missed every single. One of the goal scorers.
2: Absolutely did, ridiculous. Did, did Paul
1: did Paul pick six separate players?
0: No. Now that's the other thing. He did put a player down to score two.
2: Lingard, I think. No. <laughs> what? This is this is. <laughs> You're
1: know, not ridiculous. good at your own
3: predictions, are
1: I'll, I'll be honest, Paul. I was only asking that because I was kind of worried that you'd literally picked more than half of a football team and still didn't
0: get one it it's got to be some kind of you know I need I need a statistician if only there was one in my house uh so Paul your your week so far is one point I, I almost point. hate to do this to you stew <laughs> you predicted a nil four. So uh, you actually did predict Four individual goal scorers And you got three of them right (laughs) You know what's coming You know what's coming Because I predicted Two goal scorers And even I got one of them right (laughs) Four points to stew for the week. I didn't week. predict, and I got two of them
3: right Yeah, as well. <laughs> Matt didn't predict
0: anything. He got two. Uh, I got two points. Paul got one. It can only get better from there, I hear you say. Absolutely incorrect. Because mere moments ago, England finished up playing against Hungary. And uh I don't wanna spoil anything. But who would like to tell me what the score in the England Hungary game was?
1: It finished England won. Hungary won.
0: Yeah, so um anybody predict a draw in that game no, nobody predicted a draw in that game. Um It's bad news, I'm afraid, because who scored the goals? Um, So,
1: uh, Roland Salai scored a penalty for Hungary. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. He's not here to tell me otherwise. And um, John Stones scored for England.
0: So, uh, Matt is is posting uh, zero points across the board because he didn't predict. Um, Unfortunately... So were the rest of us. Because uh, we didn't predict a draw. We did all put England down to win. um, So there's that added disappointment. And you know it. Nobody put Stones down to score for England. So. Zero points for all involved. That leaves us with. A weak score. A very weak score. Um, Paul with one point. Stu with four points. Matt with zero. And myself with two. Making Stuart Woodmancy this week's winner. I'm starting to think that this might be a little bit of a trend. Let me quickly... uh, Yeah, yeah, last week. Stu... Uh, week before Stu... No, week before Stu won. Yeah, it's, uh, it's beginning to look a lot like... Well, Stu, Stu's doing well in the predictions week in, week out. Now then, that's those games done. That's it. That's all there was. There was just two England games, international break. But that international break has ended it's over. It's done. And what that means is six games to predict for the upcoming week. Six games. Beautiful stuff. Do you want to do? Uh, do you want to do this week's predictions? Get them out of the way. Fire them off before we start
2: best to do the predictions and then we'll come to what happened as it was now last week, which has just ruined football for all eternity.
3: Basically,
0: I mean, that sounds cheerful.
3: I wasn't surprised, yeah. I'm going I'm, to surprise you. I'm a cheery fellow at the moment, and uh, you know, no, I always like to fire. Round zero. I, I I, always try to find that little black and white lining around the cloud that kind of, you know, reminds you it is Newcastle that we're involved with right now so it can <laughs> only go one and, and
1: that, ladies and gentlemen, is the sound of not one member, but two members of the podcast clearly
0: jumping the gun <laughs> Well, I mean,
2: well, yeah well, just, just, it's called it's called a teaser.
0: Teaser. <laughs> hooks right now. I'm salivating. To satiate me, let's talk Huddersfield Town versus Hull City. Um the way it works The
2: Yorkshire Derby.
0: The Yorkshire Derby to start absolutely. the week. The way it works is um I write things down in a book and then we uh we look back next week to see um, how far away from the actual goals and goal scorers we were so um, I have very quickly gone through and put my predictions in if it's your team you pick last so it generally leaves a rolling situation where the other two have to flip a coin and decide who goes first uh, and I'll pepper mine in sporadically so, Stu will go last. Matt and/or Paul, who wants to take first crack, first game of the week?
2: I don't mind having a little
3: run That's on
0: this Paul. one. Here he goes.
2: Paul can. Have to do it. So I say Paul can remind me how it goes. <laughs> there we go. So obviously Hull, coming off a fantastic win in their last game against. What you can only presume must have been a, a really really stellar team to be able to beat them no no it was it was the dross that's based up in T. time um i reckon they'll they'll keep the momentum going with a with a one one draw away at huddersfield i'll uh, of course i'll uh, i'll adopt my own rule and go for the curse of the old boy to strike uh fraser campbell the score for Huddersfield, please. Okay, if he's playing, don't know. He might, he's probably injured. He's I'd say he's, put, he's probably one of those players who's been injured for about 75% of his career. So, <laughs> uh, since, since he put that cross in at Wembley, I think, was the um,
1: we'll not talk about that. What
2: what's that 13 years ago? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well.
2: Uh, yeah, so Fraser Campbell to get the goal for Huddersfield. Of <laughs> <laughs> Huddersfield players in this squad? <laughs> um, I will go for King Lewis Potter to score the whole goal.
0: Okay. Uh, I agree with Paul. I think Hull are going to be riding high from... Uh, Recent victories, so I've gone with a one nil to Hull. I have also gone for Lewis Potter to score because, let's face it, I only know two people that play for Hull. Uh, and this week, I'm using Lewis Potter. Matt, uh, I,
3: um, I, I, I've, I've kind of, I'm going to bring it down on proceedings. I've gone for a two one win for Huddersfield. <coughs> Okay. Uh, and I've got one for Ward and Tofolo to score for Huddersfield and uh, Lewis Potter to score for the uh, uh, for Hall.
0: Okay, Stu, tell us what's really going to go down in this game.
1: What's, what's just to keep it cross-pollinated across the uh, pursuit of hoppiness so live from the John Smith Stadium in the town that is home to Magic Rock um, and, I am going is it, is, it the, is it still the John Smiths? According to Sky it is um, I am going to bring it down further by saying that Huddersfield will score two goals and Hull will score none Correct Wow! I'd like them to I'd like them to do exactly the opposite of what I'm predicting.
0: But, ah, um, reverse psychology. I like where you're
1: going. I'm, uh, I'm going for also for Ward and for Corona because of the two beer thing and it was the nearest one to Corona. So.
3: My Corona. <laughs> <woman.
0: laughs>
1: and if that's not a crowd chant, we're claiming that after this Come
0: weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so, as we as as previously mentioned, the T side team are up against Peterborough United. Middlesbrough are taking on Peterborough United. Paul will pick last. Um, tell you what, I'm going to go first. I'm feeling good about this game. I feel you know international break. It's like a like a week off. Come back fresh. Come back, raring to go. I've gone 2-0 Middlesbrough. Wait for Paul to uh, fall off his chair. Uh, what might be more surprising is I've gone with a couple of unusual, for me, goalscorers. Sporar and Crooks to score a goalie.
3: also gone for 2-0 to the Borough really? of Middlesbrough not the Borough of Peterborough because I knew wrote in my book Borough and Borough and I was like oh, I'd get confusing really quickly um, and I've gone for Watmore and Ickpitzu
0: lovely stuff Stew. Um not
1: quite as optimistic as you guys in the uh now now, newly dubbed Battle of the Boroughs um, I have gone for a 2-1 home win uh, with Housen and Watmore to score um, for Middlesbrough and Dembele to score for Peterborough. As I may or may not have mentioned to Paul already after seeing him play in person I am never picking Tavernier to score
2: again <laughs> he, he did indeed mention it
0: Go on Paul the real it's deal.
2: The, uh, actually, it's the homer to pick her. So. <laughs> Lost against Blackpool, promoted side. Lost against Hull, promoted side. Fuck it, why not? Let's go for the Trinity. 0 <laughs> 1. 0 <laughs> 1. Would not surprise me at all. It's it's, it's a typical Borough. They, they'll probably lose this one and then, I can't remember who it is, they've got the week. Um,
0: Barnsley. Yeah, they'll, they'll go beat Barnsley
2: like 8-0 or they'll, they'll wait until they're playing Fulham later on in the season and they'll smash them 7 or something like that. Just typical Borough. The, the one bright spot that might come out with, like, they do lose to Bebra, there's no way Warnock can stay that that that's the sort of the one trade off I'd say that potentially might keep the Borough fans on side if they lose there's no way he'll be still in a job the following week
0: oh dear no
3: way. I've heard this before it will there's no there's way no I, way he really will <laughs>
2: yeah, Granny, it's, it's, it's the phrase that's been heard the most on the on the podcast, out of my lips. But, yeah, there's, there's, he, can't, he can't lose to all three promoting teams and keep his job. That's just unacceptable. The money that was spent in the summer, like, both on permanence and loan deals, it's... Even Gibson's not that stupid. So... I'll take that as the trade-off they'll lose this one but then they actually get a decent manager who knows what the fuck he's doing so.
0: Goal scorer
2: um, I think their top scorer last season was a guy called Johnson Clark Harris but he hasn't really hit the ground running yet this season so that would probably be a usual Borough tactic as well have a guy who has not scored for fucking years get the goal it'll probably, it'll probably come off his left bollock as well
0: Shall so I put you down for that as a full prediction?
2: Please, <laughs> if you'll mind, yeah. 89th minute winner off the testicles.
0: Johnson.
2: And he'll he'll go to head it, but he'll fall over and it'll basically just nut shot him and go in the, go in the
1: as Has as Paul just actually predicted somebody called Johnson to score with their bollocks? Is that what's just
2: happened here? Johnson. It's the double whammy, as it will be. Double Wangy, yeah. Exactly. Well, in previous season it would have been a casual wingy banger, but <laughs> let's leave that one. <laughs> yeah, we'll, just, we'll leave the uh, we'll leave the public to uh, you know put two and two together.
0: Wang a banger. <laughs> Knowing Forest are taking on Blackpool. Uh, Blackpool has had a mention already, uh, but Nottingham Forest are going to take on Blackpool. And uh, we're here to tell you what we think is going to happen in this game. Stu.
1: Short and sweet. 1-0, grabbing
0: Look at that. Look at that. I like what you're throwing down there, Stu. I do like it. But I'm going to add a goal. 1-1. Grabben. Yay! Just for that reason, yeah. Paul, uh, stick me down
2: for two nil,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I will have Zinchenegel and
0: Maiten. Love it, Matt. What's really gonna go on in the Nottingham Forest Blackpool game?
3: I've gone two 0 as well, and Johnson and Lolly. This
2: this is this, this this has got to be got to be a podcast first. Like seriously, they the, boring from the rest of one. This for the first time ever. Has Matt like gone for like? Two, three, even four podcasts where he hasn't predicted a forest loss.
3: <laughs> Optimism. This is this is this is unheard of.
0: Is you were wondering uh, where
3: I was last week. I was bathing naked in the Trent, underneath the glow of the lights from the city ground. That's what I was doing.
2: <laughs> oh, beautiful! Such a such a lovely body of water. Much like the U's in your. Okay. <clears throat>
3: Yeah, then I was treated for what is that rat disease is.
2: Yeah, basically. <laughs> every every sort of waterborne
3: disease going.
2: Yeah.
0: Kinky. So that is the weekend games. But the fun doesn't stop there. The football doesn't stop there. In fact. Three more games to predict. Midweekers. We're starting where we finished. Because Nottingham Forest are back. To take on. My team. My boys. The Bristol City boys. Bristol City versus Nottingham Forest. So. Here we go. In fact. F it. I'm going first. Uh, I've got Forrest you, Down know,
3: you should be going last
0: <laughs> True one, Either me or you should go last But uh, i just got to get it out of there I've got Forrest <laughs> Down to win this one Something you'll rarely hear me say uh, Just just a, a nil one And uh, let's face it If he's going to score 60 goals this season He's going to need to start putting them in the back of the net <laughs> um, Paul Furnish me with an amazing prediction. One, three. I thought you said four for a second. I was like, I mean, seven. One, three. One, three. Love it. He, he could have
1: picked seven goal scorers though, and still got them all wrong, couldn't he? Like last week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Our oh, squad
3: is, is
2: that big. <laughs>
0: Let's not dwell on the past, let's move on swiftly. <laughs>
2: I'll go for the Coldplay front man to get one himself. Chris Martin. Yeah, I knew Andy's Andy face It was just like, yeah, you're gonna have to help me out here, I ain't got a clue. <laughs> Surprising enough, ladies and gentlemen, Coldplay, not on Andy's list of favourite bands. <laughs> uh I'll go for Grabbin' to get two. Ooh. And Johnson.
0: Stu?
1: Well, Paul has kind of stolen some thunder, goal scorer-wise, but I have gone for Bristol City 2, Nottingham Forest 2, so stick me down for a Desmond. A
0: Desmond! Love it. I, a
1: beca- <laughs> purely because I could think of no other reason, the uh, the goal scorer, for, or one of the goal scorers for Bristol City against... the the team of the uh, Northeasterly supporter on the podcast. So I've gone for Wyman. And I've also gone for Chris Martin to score, taking time out of his busy schedule of making music that sounds like it's on another planet or whatever bollocks he came out with this week. Um, I mean, if you want to fuck off there, Chris Martin, you help yourself, lad. Um, And for Nottingham Forest, I have gone also for Johnson can never have too much Johnson and uh, Zinker Nagel. I mean, who knows? That could be German for Johnson, for all we know.
2: I mean, it, it's it's almost certainly
3: that it is. Yeah. If if if, uh, if, if it's not normally, then it soon will be. <laughs> yep, pretty much,
0: Matt. I've gone.
3: Oh, I've gone. I've gone for two two as well. Um, And I've gone for the uh, Revenge of an ex Derby player So Chris Martin with a double Love it And then uh, Grabbin And Garner
0: Wonderful stuff So Getting Middlesbrough's Sloppy Seconds as always, Hull City take on the other borough, Peterborough United <sighs> Paul
2: Off the top of your head, Stu, can you remember what the game was last season? Nope. Nil nil <laughs>
0: Well Certainly I can, makes I can remember what idea. the game
1: was last weekend but we're not <laughs> talking about that anymore or the weekend before should I say? there
2: we go, no bad, you got it wrong <laughs> you're a
1: fool I can remember what the England score was as well if we've been technical about that <laughs> and the goal score <laughs>
0: <Sure. laughs> it's gone from stick into the cave and just like a, <laughs> just a gentle prod to cattle prod hooked up to a car battery I'm just launching it like a javelin.
2: Jeez. Oh.
0: <sighs> wow. Um, okay. i am all Hull City down to win this one. Everybody knows at this point in time, I love to back the home teams. Uh, just a one niller. Uh Anybody want to guess who I put down for my goal scorer? Will Wilkes. Correct. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that mean we get points if he scores now as well yeah <laughs> <What the hell? laughs>
0: ah, that was amazing Ah, I'm so happy right now ah, Matt
3: I have also gone 1-0 to Hull and um, I've gone McGuinness.
2: you'd never have guessed who he's picked for uh, Hull's top goal scorer for the season would you <laughs> <laughs> Go on,
3: Stu. I don't reuse you know, the honeyman joke, uh, uh, so like, you know I'll save that for give give people a rest for a couple of weeks and then yeah, you know, trot that one back out. Cool. <laughs> uh ni- Nice and uh, simple for me. I will
1: cover the other base that you guys have uh, missed on this occasion, and I will go for a one nil hull. But Keen Lewis Potter, I very rarely, a very rarely predict him. So, and no, Paul, it won't be an own goal off a goalkeeper this time either.
0: Honestly, get
2: that blaring bit out. Just, 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 you. Wait till I get him back to the river. dance. Oof. can't wait to preside over a nil one 89th minute boom fucking goal or something like that.
0: Just, <laughs> play it, just proper, just explode. Foot <laughs> fumble, love it. Okay, so all that leaves us is uh the mighty borough taking on the single most Yorkshire team ever. It's Barnsley. <laughs> Barnsley. Um at this point in time, I uh I I'm trying to I'm trying to branch out, I'm trying to go outside the box, I'm trying to I'm trying to call back on all of my It's not knowledge, is it? It's what's in between knowledge and knowing nothing. Um, I want Middlesbrough down to win this heavily because you know they'll have a new manager by then. Um, (coughs) But I've got them down 2 0. What more? And McNair. Come at me, Um, Matt. I have gone for Middlesbrough one 0 and
3: uh, my score is he's not a batter, he's a bowler. Oh,
2: God. God, you like that one? <laughs> I think this this would be the this would be the perfect point where we need the soundboard and the cricket noise. <laughs> <laughs> We're just depressed.
0: <laughs> Love it. Stew.
1: I mean, let's not gloss over Paul's cricket joke there after Matt said batter and baller. But um, I've also gone for one nil um, Middlesbrough. But Crooks,
0: <coughs> go on, Paul. Let us know how it's really going to go down.
2: But so we always like to close out the week with a bang, don't we? So let's do it. Four nil. Why the fuck not?
0: Oh, okay. I
2: mean, it, the, the answer is just because it's a Middlesbrough game. That's, that is the answer <laughs> that you give. Uh, but
0: well, you're, going, you're going the same way as me. With a new manager, they're going to... Uh...
2: I mean, at that point, it would be the interim manager. So it would be one of his assistants. So it would be fucking Kevin Blackwell. Ugh, Christ almighty. Uh, but let's go for... So I've, I've picked a ridiculous score... So let's just go for some ridiculous goal scorers shall we um, Tavernier, as maintained by Stu is woeful at finishing uh, oh, he's, though, he's clearly going to score a hat trick now that I've said that probably <laughs> Probably. Uh, even though he's apparently too foreign for a Neil Warnock team I'll go for Piero to score okay Isaiah Jones. Okay. Uh, And then Sparrow.
0: And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. All of the predictions for the upcoming week's games, both weekend and midweek, are in the book and are final. Cannot be changed. I will not accept bribes of any form. Or apart from bank transfer. So, <clears throat> it's been teased. It's been tantalised. It's been hinted at. And here we are. We are at the segment of the podcast that's uh, that's known as This Week in Football. Where we talk football news that's happened since the last time we gathered here to talk football news. So, who wants to kick this one off? See what it well, see what as, it as, like
2: was it? Alluded, as was alluded to by Mr Woodmansey, our resident northeasterly based pundit, as it were, on this particular uh, fine show, um, might have to uh, fill us in on the uh, shenanigans that have been ongoing since, was it Thursday of last week when the uh, announcement was made?
3: I suppose I suppose when you look at it, is, so like after, what, 14 years and four months, I think it was on the local paper, there's a big picture of it on there, and obviously one failed takeover or appealed or cancelled or something like that, or thing. Um, Newcastle United were finally taken over uh, by, PIF or something like that, the Saudi yeah, government realtor. Family based, yeah. I just uh, the, the Saudi group or whatever, but yeah. yeah so that Newcastle got overtaken. Yeah, yeah. Three hundred million, which, uh, which I seem I, I don't know. For me, seems quite cheap. But then you know you bought it from Mike Ashley, so uh, you know you've, you've been to his shops and uh, he does exactly. knock off stuff. So
2: he likes he likes to uh, he likes to offer you know cheap deals at, at knockdown prices. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, likes to take of things that are in administration, and we'll come back yeah, to that exactly. in a minute. Um, the the, <laughs> the fact was that when they got overtaken, they, they overnight became the most wealthy club in the world, and it was something you might have you might have these stats to hand to sort of to go through, but they they did a, they worked out that if they were to combine all of the wealth of the Premier League teams total, Newcastle would have. Well over half of the of the uh, of the wealth of
3: all Premier League clubs. It would. Well, I, I think I, th- I mean the the thing thing just I... look at the distance between. You look at the distance between them and Man City. So Man City whoever owns Man City I think they're worth thirteen billion. The yeah, other group.
2: Members, that
3: is. And the oh, was
2: more
1: than that. People. I thought the thing I saw the thing I saw said it was Man the Man City thing was something like thirty five point eight or something. It was quite it was quite high. Right. Obviously, it's still nothing to be sneezed at. But then the, these Newcastle guys were
3: three hundred and two. It was excessive. In, yes. I just think I, you know. I, 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 of course, kind of everybody comes out of the woodwork and all this kind of things. And, you know, and the problem is that we can't. You know, I can. You can sit. I can sit here and you know get. You, you can get pious about it and stuff like that. But you know, the same would happen. Uh, your own club where it, where it kind of things is it's the it's the it's the Muppets that come out with yeah yeah we're going to do this they're going to do that they're going to buy this player they're going to buy that player they're going to buy Ronaldo you just signed a four year contract with Manchester United he's not going to sign know fucking Newcastle. you know he's gonna, they're going to sign Messi they're going to sign and you're like, they can only spend so much money there's only so much money you can spend in a year you've got to have sponsors you've got to you know and fair enough I understand that you know, you can try and do old Uncle Mel shit with your football club, but you know, it, the, you've got it, you can you've got to spend it within within the the rules of the game. You can't just go and buy yourself. You know, it's this ridiculous kind of thing of oh, look at the team that we can buy. You know, I've heard people saying, well, you know, if if Real Madrid offer Haaland six hundred thousand pound a week, we'll just offer him seven hundred thousand pound a week. Yeah, but he's still got to go want to come and play for the club and. You know, I don't care who you are or where you're from or what you're kind of thinking. I like to think we have a kind of realistic view of our football clubs, but you know, Lionel Messi's not going to sign for Newcastle United. He might do it when he's 44 and wants to milk that last kind of million pound a week contract that he can, and somebody stupid enough will pay it to him, but he's not going to come and play for Newcastle now. Cristiano Ronaldo isn't. Name your player in, in, in world football now that's the top kind of 30 players, 50 players. They're not going to come and play for Newcastle because you know Middlesbrough, Barth- uh, not Middlesbrough um, Madrid, Barcelona, PSG, man United, Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea you name a club they're going they want to play for them because they've been playing in the Champions League. For twenty years, Newcastle dabbled in it twenty years ago and haven't been in it since. It's all about the
2: establishment and so on. Like I think, apparently there was there was something that's come out in the last couple of days <laughs> where apparently all of the current top six clubs tried to put through a block, a block on the actual takeover going through. And obviously, to to them, it's just a case of oh, we don't we don't want them having scraps from our top table. And
1: New team. You know, there's all sorts of there was other blocks though as well wasn't there because even uh, because of it being a, a Saudi based takeover even Amnesty International got involved because of like, the, the human rights records of Saudi Arabia so I'm assuming the six people or six clubs that got involved they haven't released the names of the people who proposed the block because you know otherwise there might be a bit of a rush on carrier bags and bin bags in Newcastle right now Anyway, moving on um, the thing about so it's been since last Thursday. Um, the are still undecided at they as, as to whether or not Steve Bruce is going to still be in charge as well. So that that whole element just seems to be an absolute shit show. Still,
3: but I'll then be
2: amazed, I'll be amazed if he's if he's binned off straight away. You'd like you'd like to think that whoever they put in as like the sort of the chief exec or the chairman chairwoman chairperson as it were you'd like to think that they'd have at least a little bit of common sense to go we're not football people he's at least a football person so has been in the position should know the team that he's got to like sort of work with we will at least give him until December yeah but he's he's and then obviously they they should know that they've got the transfer window coming up where they can add players and Maybe I, go to the new manager there and give him some like toys to play with. The obviously, I'll
1: always feel a bit sorry for him anyway because of his his history with with Hull. But as a, as a bit of a random statistic, um, if he's still in charge against Spurs at the weekend, it'll be his thousandth game in management. So, and if he doesn't if he doesn't get it, he's going to get stuck on there for a while because I can't see anybody else taking him on. But I can't see if, he won't struggle to get a job i, I kind of see it from both sides though because he, yes he he needs to, you know he, he, he will know the players and all the rest of it but this instant boost of money means absolutely nothing for the team until january so actually he's done nothing with that team since the start of the season so why not get somebody in new now to to thin out the ones that he wants and doesn't want and then come january is the
3: checkbook fill I- the gaps. And I'm, I'm glad that he's been given, like, not not given time, and and I'm not being snarky, kind of thing, I'm not being oh, I'm glad he's been given time, because maybe they're even more in the shit by the time they do actually get rid of him. But, uh, you know, and that, that's not the kind, that's not really, big, but he has taken, like, ever since he got the job, and I know he wasn't a popular person to get the job when he got it, I mean, he has taken some serious, serious crap, and Generally, like unnecessarily, you know, it's not his fault that that either they don't buy decent players or you know it's everything kind of done the kind of sports direct Mike Ashley kind of company way of like knockoff versions of what what they want what they get and you know, but he's you know he's kind of uh, yeah it's kind of not very often that I compliment. But, you know, he's helped himself with a certain level of dignity and a certain level of, you know, kind of going about his work and getting stuff done and turning up. And, you know, he's got a lot of grief and the squad's not good. The players aren't good. You know, a lot of them have been absolute flops. And, you know, he's carried on going under this kind of scrutiny of, like, the moment something goes wrong, they're booing. The moment something even goes slightly right, they're booing. You know the you know greatest fans in the world and whatever they want to call themselves. You know treated that bloke like crap. What? Because he was a Sunderland manager. The guy needs to work. And you know, let's
1: didn't not, give
3: him a job. Let's sorry,
1: man. Let, let's not forget as well. This this guy is a self proclaimed Newcastle fan outright. So he that that is a job that he has been linked to, certainly since his, his whole days. And as as you mentioned, is that is that to take a lot of. Stick from the fans. he's had to work with a very difficult club owner. I mean, he had plenty of practice at that down here. So you know, he he was the the perfect person really to go into that job at the time. No, just, be- yeah. just because the positions changed now, with you know how, how much they've got to spend. Like, it's it's a difficult one. Like he he's kind of seen him through a really rough patch, and realistically. <laughs> Bruce for me is one of the managers that is put in it, 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 I mean Championship wise, sure you might be alright, but he's never he's never going to get you any more than a tenth for me in, a, in the Premier League he's not there to, to set the league on fire he's there to keep them in the division and unfortunately for him the fact that they have they not won a game or something oh, they're, they're, but their second bottom in, in the Premier League is just so happen to come at the time when they've just been taken over. So of course, there's, there's going to be talk about him going straight away. But
3: I don't think he won't last till November. I don't think. You know, I think he'll it, it, struggle to last to November. They'll probably want to get, like you said, they want to get the structure in. They want to get the new manager in, so they can assess the squad or coach or whatever. New thing they're going to kind of call it, um, and and then go from there. You know. Like I said, it's it's great. You can have all the money in the world, kind of thing. You can't spend it on players till you know January first. It doesn't matter. It's just burning a massive hole in your pocket. Um, just
1: for, for if if you are listening along right now, um, I urge you to get yourself over to YouTube just to watch Matt's face when uh, when I mention this. But as the press always like to do, and the fact we've been talking about the fact that Bruce might might get uh, ousted from position. Um, a couple of names, or three names have been, been mentioned, but two in particular so these people coming in who need to know football and all the rest of it it's been been touted that he may be replaced by either Stephen Gerrard or Frank Lampard I, I saw so that on can Thursday the money in
3: the, You can't have all the money in the world still doesn't give you any common sense it's you know oh what should we do oh let's let's give it to two two managers that let's face it one of them managed a club that was chucking money at trying to get promoted then tried to cover their tracks and then when he when they didn't get promoted he did one to 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 a club that he liked that he wanted you know used as a stepping stone and the other one's been managing Rangers in Scotland where you know. It's well, Celtic and nobody else kind of thing. So, crack on, mate. You know if, if, they, if they take those one, brilliant. They'll be down by. They'll be down by March. Maybe
1: maybe that, maybe they could run it like the uh, the England midfield. Uh, uh, you know, ten years ago, ever just do it on a job share. One of them one of them works for, for a couple of days a week. One of them does the next two because they're working
2: together. <laughs> I, I thought, I think as as funny as that is, ah, so I. I I think those two are more realistic than the Zidane's contes of the world that are sort of being like touted around and sort of Granted, neither of those two are in a job currently, so there is every there is every chance that hypothetically they could be on the uh on the short list for the uh, the Newcastle jo- uh, the Newcastle manager's job. But
3: then again, this is the real world that we're living in, folks, so the one, th- the one thing I can guarantee is that at some point in the next three years, Jose Mourinho will be manager of that club and it will be absolutely hilarious.
2: Wouldn't be surprised, let's put it that way.
3: But yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's just unrealistic. You know, it's not, it's not, it's, it, The football's not the same as what it was when Chelsea got taken over by Abramovich and Man City got there wasn't all the financial fair play stuff obviously that's been introduced more recently Um so it's not quite as easy as everybody thinks that you can just go and pick exactly. and I think pick it's, everybody this this could set a bit of a dangerous
2: precedent as well because you, you could see they might have sort of taken over the club with the idea that oh well we'll just sort of spend what we want to make the club as big as we need to be if they then get to the point where, because it hasn't been explained to them, they need to spend within their means, not their means, as in Newcastle as a club's mm-hmm. means. They might get antsy and say, "This is what we signed up for." We're not doing it that way. We're not going to do it that way. And they just sort of pull the funding. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if they, there's there's a queue of people who are willing willing to buy Newcastle, but there is the there is the possibility that they could you know not go under but
3: they could certainly fall into like administration and survive like if, if well, they, they, they walk away with not paying stuff. the wages and stuff it's 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 a potential disaster yeah but obviously with uh,
2: with Mr Ashley being bought out of Newcastle he's now free to pursue other football clubs who might well, be on the bones of their ass and uh, in need well, that. of financial recompense, uh, which takes us to the East Midlands, I believe, uh, to the latest basket case club, known as, in inverted commas, Wayne Rooney's Derby County. So,
3: is that going to happen? Do we reckon? I'd seen something before saying that he that he hasn't actually approached them yet. Right. That's not confirmed. That that's been confirmed that he hasn't approached them yet. But it wouldn't surprise me. Now he's got that 300 hundy sp- in a hole in his big pocket next to his pies and that um, that he uh, that he's then uh, kind of takes it down there and tries to somehow what you know turn that club round in his own unique way um, I, I don't know God I mean is, is there a better match for to a club and a person
0: well
2: you say that but obviously he's, yeah, he's got this 300 million that he's got off the Saudi group for the Newcastle purchase how much in debt are Derby actually because no one knows because their accounts are all over the fucking place so, so their debt could be 100 million 150 million. That'd like wipe out the majority of his of his wealth in one fell swoop. So obviously he he's a he's a savvy businessman. He'll do all his due diligence and stuff like that. And he'll obviously not take over the club if there's not a way that he can turn a profit on it. But would he be would he be put off with the idea of being saddled with all the club's debts in the event that he has to take them over and stuff like that? I, I don't know.
3: I, think, I suppose if he follows his own business model, then he will do his full kind of checks. I mean, like when he bought Newcastle, there was a lot of there was a lot of kind of checks done and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think what he, what he achieved with Newcastle, you know, achieve is in like the loosest sense of the, the word achieve. You know, doing that with Derby. Is they're not going to do what, he, what he'll want to do is kind of build up again and try and get into the Premier League because there's not much money in the championship. That and that's that you don't you haven't got TV money to kind of balance your books, you know, it's always not as much anyway. But they're going to go backwards before they go forwards and they're going to go backwards a long way, you know. I think if you go in there and you think like. Well, okay, then we'll just go down and then we'll come back up again. Speak to Leeds, speak to Forest, speak to to Sunderland at the moment. Yeah. Just as three examples of it's not that easy. It's not that easy because you need a whole different kind of squad for it. Um, Absolutely. Well, if, you, if you look, if you just look at League One over the last sort of ten years, there's maybe
2: between sort of ten and fifteen clubs that have been down there that are ex Premier League teams. Um, I, mean in there, I mean, you've even got like team like Bradford who were in League Two now. Oldham in League Two. Granted, they were in the Premier League when there was the money that's there kicking about there now. Swindon? They Swindon, League Two. They, these, these are all teams that have had Premier League experience within the last 25 years. And they're now, for want of a better phrase, absolutely on the bones of their arse, aren't they? So, it's not always the sort of the, the sweetness and light that it's sort of like painted to be that like you know being in the Premier League will solve all your problems and so like that Portsmouth probably the best example they were they were the first ever Premier League club to go into administration and then obviously they went down the same season the whole bit all that time ago and they've not been able to get themselves back since and they're sort of just about getting back on an even keel and then obviously up towards the, the top end of League One, but it's still taken them a good five or ten years to sort of get themselves to this particular point. So, just, no just very a case for Derby here. Just just very briefly on the uh, Mike Ashley Derby thing,
1: based on the fact that there is a Sports Direct within one minute's walk of the Derby Stadium, how tidy do you reckon that store is at the moment?
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, be, all the prices will be there,
3: the knockoff uh, Lonsdale trousers and all that kind of thing. They've,
2: uh, they've mysteriously taken all the stock of Newcastle shirts and put those back <laughs> yeah. in the, back of the racks. <laughs> obviously, it, it, it's going to be that thing as well, isn't it? it? Obviously, tongues will start wagging as soon as the Derby County 2021 22 shirts appear on the racks of every sports direct shop in the country so but yeah watch this space
0: anything else news wise
2: I have got one go so I'm just going to read this directly from the Daily Mail make of that what you will history is made as Axel Kai. Becomes the youngest person ever to appear for a professional sports team in America at just 13 years old after he makes his debut as a substitute in the United Soccer League. So I'll just show you a picture. So bear in mind, this is a 13 year old child, to all intents and purposes. Jesus, that is a big 13 year old wearing the number 85, which is uh, an indication of the year he was born, the year his dad was born, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, so <laughs> the, youngest, the youngest professional sportsman ever. I know they had Freddie Adu, they say Freddie Adu was your way, way back to. in the day, who um. Uh, was 13. A 13-year-old made history on Friday night. This is last week. As Axel Kai became the youngest person to ever play professional sports team in the United States, Kai came on as a 61st-minute substitute for the Rail Monarchs during a goalless draw against the Colorado Springs Switchbacks in Friday's United Soccer League clash. His appearance for the side, which is in the second tier of football in America, was at the age of ni- uh, 13 years, nine months, and nine days. That's mental. There you go. <coughs> Thirteen-year-olds making their debut—absolutely crazy.
0: Should be in school. Uh, is
1: that is that is is that, that must be lowered? That's not obviously MLS, then, is it? That is that like their
2: sort of league? Yeah, below? that sounds like the sort of the. I don't know if you'd class it as like a feeder league, I suppose. He's still class as professional. So. Yeah,
1: because the Colorado team stick in my mind because of visiting there once. And my, my lasting thought was, are they playing the same kit as Scunthorpe? Fuck them! <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow, East East Riding shots fired, basically.
0: On that note, any other news? Mate. lots of shaking heads going on here. So that brings us to the segment where we like to say, is there any other business? Take care of whilst we're here. More shaking going on. Well, there we go. Everybody's here this week. And uh, all the games are in the book. All the predictions have been made. and The news has been passed to you, dear viewer slash listener. I want to thank these gentlemen for being here with me. Uh, and certainly with the host, Paul. For the football podcast, one of these days we will maybe even name it. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Tune in next time to find out. That's it for uh, this week's football podcast. So uh, join us next week, where there'll be news, more game predictions, more checking to see if we can actually predict a football game, and other such things. So then, we say.
2: (laughs) Maybe there'll be another 13-year-old boy who'll make his debut. Who knows? Maybe Paul might pick a goal
0: scorer. <laughs> he, he just had to, just at the end. Just had to. Couldn't leave it. Couldn't leave it.
2: There. just had
0: to sneak the <sighs> <laughs> He shivved him in the shower, ladies and gents. Right, <laughs> there we go. Uh, that's it. Catch us all next time when there'll be more shots fired bye Bye. so there you go what do you think to that another one done all those games all of them check them out if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to us on SoundCloud or iTunes a subscribe button's there somewhere click it and you'll get a prize you can also jump over to thecookiecast.com. You can check us out over there. It's a little website, but it's got our social media links, our email links, and all of that good stuff. That's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.